Farmers in Illinois are facing a number of new challenges and new opportunities these days. An emerging market for industrial hemp, the COVID-19 pandemic, and a new administration in Washington that wants to bring about some major changes. So what does all that mean as farmers head into the 2021 planting season? Agriculture in the uh, the state of Illinois is, is in a, a really good spot, I would say, right now. We'll talk with Jerry Costello, the acting director of the Illinois Department of Agriculture, on this edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock, and with me here today is the acting director of the Illinois Department of Agriculture, Jerry Costello. Mr. Costello, welcome and thank you for being here. Absolutely, Peter. It's my pleasure. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Costello hails from Franklin County in southern Illinois, where he and his family operate a small farm. He was named to the job almost one year ago in February 2020. Before that, he was a state representative from the 116th District and served a brief stint as Director of Law Enforcement for the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. So, you've now been through one full growing season in Illinois as the Director of Agriculture. Uh, last year appeared to have been a little better for most farmers than 2019 was. Uh, that was, of course, a year of massive flooding in the spring and an extended heat wave in the summer. I know you're still pulling the figures together from 2020, but overall, how did Illinois farmers do last year? So, uh, you know, what I can tell you about Illinois farmers in general, Peter, uh, you know, if you look at the, the crops that we grow in the state of Illinois, we really had a, a, uh, a tremendous year. As a matter of fact, in the last decade, if you look at our soybean harvest, it's the second highest that we've had in a decade. We averaged uh, 59 bushels per acre, uh, which is... Uh, That's a lot. It, it is. And like I said, it's the second highest in a decade. And, you know, what's interesting is also the fact that prices are, are up right now. So if you look at, at uh, you know, prices last year, they averaged about, oh, let's say just over 950 uh, the year prior, a, a little, probably around 890. Right now, prices for beans are uh, 1371, I believe, about a day or two ago. So uh, if you look at the combination of the, the high harvest in beans, and by the way, we're the, the number one soybean grower in the, uh, in the country. Absolutely, so it, yeah. It, it's our number one crop. If you look at the fact of having a high harvest in prices high for uh, especially those farmers that don't, they're not filling their contracts that were, were prior. Uh, it, it's a, a good combination. And if you look at corn, this year we were the, the uh, second largest producer of corn in the country, which is typically the case uh, for us, has been the last several years. It, it was a, a very, very good crop as well. We averaged 192 bushels an acre, which is about the, uh, the fourth highest in a decade and corn prices are, are up as well. So, uh, you know, corn is averaging right in the, the 550 area, 551, 552 right now. If you look at last year, it averaged in the uh, $3.60 
range. The year prior uh, in 19 uh, averaged, you know, about uh, 380s, give or take. So uh, if, if you look at the combination of higher yields, higher prices, agriculture in the, uh, the state of Illinois is, is in a, a really good spot, I would say, right now. Okay, and one of the new things going on in Illinois agriculture uh, is the production of industrial hemp. And I know that the department has its second hemp summit coming up here later this month where you bring the growers, the producers, the processors, and everybody together. Um, like I said, we just finished the second year of production. There was a lot of interest in it the first year. Is that interest still there? Uh, is it still growing or has it kind of leveled off at this point? So Peter, I would tell you that it absolutely is still growing. If you look at the, the uh, hemp summit, which we did last year, obviously it was uh, in person at, at that period of time. There were 700 people that attended that. Uh, it was sold out, so there was a, a ton of interest. This year we're doing a virtual hemp summit, which will be on uh, February 23rd. So right around the corner and anybody interested in that can go to the uh, Department of Agriculture website to get information. Uh, we expect to have twice as many participants this year. Again, last year was uh, 700 and we don't doubt that, that we could have up to, uh, you know, 14, 1500 participants. So the, uh, the interest is absolutely growing in hemp. Are you still getting a lot of applications for licenses, new licenses, and to enroll uh, acreage in it, hemp production? It, absolutely. Absolutely, Peter. It, it's, um, you know, the hemp industry in general, I don't think, uh, you know, for a long time, I don't think people understood everything uh, that hemp is involved in. You know, obviously from the, the CBD aspect of things, which is, you know, the, the newer scenario that people have become more familiar with but the uh the textiles and and things that uh you know can be produced from hemp it's uh, obviously one of the oldest crops in the country but for for us now it's obviously a a newer crop grown in in illinois okay and for the first couple of years i think most of the interest was focused on cbd oil production uh, because there's a market for it uh, we don't yet have uh, processing facilities to produce textiles and other uh, industrial products. Uh, do you see that coming online here in the near future? It, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, in Ducoin, Illinois, uh, there's a, a new processing facility that's going online. Uh, it, it, it will be one of the, uh, the largest in the state. And uh, at the end of the day, to your point, one of the problems that we had in the past is the fact that people would uh, grow this crop and then, uh, you know, especially in probably uh, from Springfield South, the closest place to take it was, uh, was Kentucky to have it processed. So uh, I, I do believe that there's growing uh, as far as processing and, and that will really help the crop itself take off in the state. Okay, I, I mentioned earlier that you were tapped for this job almost one year ago today. It was in late February, and then within days, the governor issued a statewide uh, disaster declaration for the COVID-19 pandemic. 
And I think one aspect of the pandemic that doesn't often get much attention is the impact that it's had on farm workers, uh, not the farm owners necessarily, but the farm workers. Many of those are migrant workers. They move from farm to farm throughout the year. Uh, they're often don't have health insurance. It's a difficult population to track. How much of an impact has the pandemic had on the ag industry generally? So what I would tell you, it, it definitely has had an impact on the ag industry, probably not to the level that it has had on some of the other industries. Um, what I would also tell you about the state of Illinois uh, is we don't have as many migrant workers as a lot of the other states do. Um, not to say that we, we don't have any, we just don't have nearly as many as uh, a number of other states. Yeah, fruit and vegetable producers like California. Uh, Specialty crops, yeah. exactly, right. But what I, an area, Peter, that I think is very important to understand and realize to where there was a big impact was in the meat processing uh, side of things. That's right. There were quite a few outbreaks at uh, packing plants all over the and country. There were, and actually for a small period of time in the state of Illinois, because of, of outbreaks and, and uh, you know, many of the, uh, the workers there are, uh, are Hispanic, um, other nationalities, and uh, we were actually at a point of, uh, of processing probably at a rate of about 50% or under of capacity for a small period of time. Uh, I, I'm happy to tell you that right now we're over 97% as far as processing, uh, which is extremely important in the state of Illinois. Okay, I want to switch gears here for just a little bit. Uh, we have a new administration in Washington now. Uh, President Biden has named a familiar face to the, U to, to the agriculture industry, U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, former Secretary Tom Vilsack, who's also a former governor of Iowa. How's that gone over it, with the ag industry in Illinois? It, they feel like they have a good relationship with him, bad relationship, neutral? I, I would say a, a very good relationship, and I, I would say if you talk to uh, the Farm Bureau in the state of Illinois, that they're happy with uh, the Secretary Vilsack. Uh, I personally have a little bit of experience with him. My father worked with him as well um, in the Obama administration. And, uh, you know, for us here in the state of Illinois, I think it's important to have somebody who's a Midwesterner. He's from Iowa. He understands the importance of agriculture uh, to the Midwestern economy and, and gets the uh, the grain industries. Uh, so it's extremely important for us here in the Midwest to have somebody uh, in that position that not only has been at the U.S. Department of Agriculture before, but it you know is a uh, an, a fan and a proponent of the Midwest. One thing kind of new in the Biden administration is that he has put climate policy and racial equity at the top of its agenda, and he's asking the agriculture industry, the whole community, to be major players in that. Uh, black farmers, in particular, now make up less than 2% of all farmers in the country when they used to make up about 20%. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has also put both of those things as high priorities for his administration. How do you see that playing out in Illinois, both on the climate side and on the racial equity side? 
So, you know, I, both of those things are, are things that are, number one, extremely important to me, important to our agency, and as you said, important to the administration. Uh, I, I think that there are a number of areas um, from an environmental impact scenario that, that we could make headway in the state of Illinois. I, I'll give you an example. example. We have a cover crop program, and it's fall cover for spring savings. In 2019, it took us 12 days to fill the 50,000 acres um, that, that we uh, give uh, some subsidy to plant for these cover crops. Uh, this year, we filled that program in about 12 hours. So 12 days to about 12 hours. Uh, so, you know, it lends to your point that the environment and the environment and farming are, are things that are you know, much more on the forefront and as a matter of fact, of the people using those cover crops, about 70% of them were first-time cover crop users. Um, that, that's 50,000 acres out of, what, about 27 million acres it, of farmland? It, 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 yeah, it certainly is. And uh, as to your point, about 75% of the state is covered in, uh, in, in farmland. So we would love for that program to grow and uh you know but i i also want to highlight the fact of the year prior it took 12 days to fill the program and this year it took 12 hours to build fill the program so it so, is getting to be popular and again cover crops for those who don't know uh, that's stuff you put in the ground in the fall uh to save uh soil erosion and to lock carbon from the atmosphere lock it down in the soil is that right that, that's exactly. So it, it's uh, part of our, our nutrient loss uh, strategy. So, you know, the idea is if, plant, if uh, fields aren't planted, obviously uh, a lot of those fields you get runoff and, uh, you know, some of that topsoil soils ends up in creeks, rivers, and eventually ends up in the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, cover crops not only, uh, you know, help to retain the soil, uh, you know, the, the root system uh, actually helps as far as, uh, you know, irrigating uh, the soil as well. Okay, and then on the racial justice side, um, for many decades, and I think it was primarily in the South, but not exclusively in the South, black farmers were often denied credit, uh, you know, farm credit. They were denied access to many of the farm programs. Um, and as a result of that, many of them ended up leaving or selling their farms. Um, and now African-Americans make up a very small percentage of farmers generally, uh, and a very small percentage here in Illinois. Uh, what can we expect from both the Biden administration and the Pritzker administration to kind of address the fundamental unfairness that has existed in the ag industry? Sure, Peter. And I think you've, you've already heard from President Biden that this is an area that, that he would like to try to address. The specifics of how he will do that, I, I, I don't exactly know. Here's what I can tell you we're doing in the state of Illinois and uh, being the director of agriculture, part of the Pritzker administration. Um, we're in the process right now of doing a diversity study in the state of Illinois uh, in agriculture. To, to try to break that down and to try to figure out how we can address it, how we can make a, a true impact. Um, I'll tell you, you know, another person in the administration who's tremendous 
is uh, Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton, who's the head of the Governor's Rural Affairs Council. And, uh, you know, she's somebody as well as uh, if you look at chairwoman of the uh, House Ag Committee, Sonia Harper. Uh, the three of us have talked. There are a number of things that we're looking at now. Um, one of them is the involvement of urban agriculture. And, you know, how do you... Which is going to be a big thing uh, in Chicago. Uh, rooftop gardens, uh, other kinds of urban hydroponic gardening. Uh, it's getting to be a big deal, isn't it? It's getting to be a very big deal. And, you know, one of the, I would say, silver linings of this pandemic has been some of the the struggles we've gone through people have looked to try to figure out where their food comes from and uh, you know we call it from farm to fork uh you know people are were much more interested in the uh the types of food that they were getting how quickly they were getting it uh store shelves being stocked you saw local uh fruits and vegetables farmers markets garden centers, all of those things received a, a different level of light from people than they probably did before. And, and so that's something that we intend to capitalize on. And, and you'll see urban agriculture in the state of Illinois and at the Department of Agriculture become something that it's more focused on. Okay, and finally, uh, you mentioned your father earlier, and I did want to ask you about that. For those who don't know, you're the son of former Congressman Jerry Costello from Southern Illinois. I guess you were already a young man by the time he entered Congress. Uh, but I'm sort of curious, how did his career, how do you think his career influenced you and your decision uh, to go into public service? So Peter, um, my grandfather, my father's dad was a state representative. So, uh, so it's my a family business. It, well, I wouldn't call it a business. I would say it, it's I've been brought up uh, to to do what you can to give back to your community, to try, try to help make things better for the next generation. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that I absolutely learned from my father. I was in law enforcement. Uh, prior to that, I, I was in the United States military, uh, was in the first Gulf War as a member of the, the 82nd Airborne and then uh, you know, got into politics. But my father was county board chairman for St. Clair County from 1980 to 88, and then did 25 years as a US congressman. And um, it's something that I'm extremely proud of. It, you, know, you talk to people and uh, different people have uh, different opinions about politic, politics, government service. Um, what I can tell you is I think there's a, a very high calling for people to give back to their communities, and it's something that I'm proud to do. Any possibility that you might be following in his footsteps and running for Congress yourself sometime? Uh, Peter, what I would tell you is, is uh, never say never, but I, I'm uh, very focused on being the director of agriculture for the state of Illinois. Uh, as you're aware it's the number one industry in the state of Illinois. It's a, uh, it, it, it's a huge honor to, uh, to do this. And at the end of the day, uh, I am extremely proud to be part of the Pritzker administration and, and moving things forward. Okay, we'll leave it at that. That was Acting Agriculture Director Jerry Costello. Mr. Costello, thank you for being here. 
Thank you, Peter. My pleasure. And that'll do it for this edition of Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying stay safe and thank you for listening.